to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Tuesday to you guys. Sorry, I had to check myself there. I was like, well, we're recording Monday, but at Tuesday, this is coming out. So uh, happy start to your week, whenever it is. And of course, we are still broadcasting uh, from SoFi Stadium in preparation for the Rams game here on YouTube. If you're watching, uh, of course, but if not, uh, we have our um, SoFi Stadium background still going for Super Bowl week here. Uh, whether the Rams were in it or not, we probably would have been talking Super Bowl and, um, you know, definitely put a little background, something different, uh, played that song from the, uh, the eighties there, Ram it, uh, featuring the LA Rams, uh, music video. If you've never seen that, man, uh, you want to laugh. That's a pretty good one. Kind of lame, kind of a lame song and everything, but, um, uh, uh, lame it, lame it, maybe instead of Ram it, uh, <laughs> just I'm picking on my own team because, uh, it's fun. So, uh, Super Bowl week is here. Last week kind of just went by. It was like, okay, just de-stressing, de- decompressing from uh, that wild NFL Sunday, especially for the NFC game, uh, just coming down emotionally, if you will. And it was really cool to just kind of relax and not worry about the game upcoming too much. Uh, just, you know, that first week, I'm glad there's two weeks between the Super Bowl. My, my, my dad never liked it. He always called it the hype week, but I think it's good for the teams to get healthy again, prepare for the biggest game of their lives and uh, just sort everything out. And, you know, that first week in between the playoffs and the Super Bowl, the first week is kind of like, okay, cute little stories. Oh, all right. The Rams can do it. The Bengals can do it. Here's the uniforms they're going to wear in the stadium. Uh, You know, all these little giving tickets away to people and stuff, some great stories. And then boom, week two hits and it's business time. The teams come into town um, and it's, it's uh, just Super Bowl week. There's even more hype surrounding it. So hopefully the teams and their preparation are done sometime this week. But uh, a lot of buildup here for a three or four hour event this Sunday in Inglewood, California, the city of champions, as it is known, especially from the great Laker days back at the fabulous forum, the great Western forum back in the um, back in the 80s uh, for the hate the, the the big days, of course, there were some other great moments there at uh, the the forum in Inglewood, but uh, right across the street now sits the beautiful $5 billion SoFi Stadium. And I'm not sure, look at the NFL charging six grand for the cheapest seats, uh, at least what I've seen. Maybe there were some for like 4,800, but uh, my goodness, Super Bowl, Super Bowl tickets, man, are just through the roof. Uh, I said years ago when I heard LA was hosting, I said, I want to get to that game somehow, some way, but um, some dreams just aren't made meant to happen i wanted to get to the first super bowl in the new sofi stadium uh just because of the history the very first super bowl played up the road at the coliseum here in los angeles so a lot of great history uh in today's show uh, again total randomness as usual on the tuesday edition of the podcast just me of course not sure who i'm going to have on for the friday episode i was i had a few ideas um but again it's getting harder and harder to I keep saying this and I do apologize. I sound, I sound annoying, just trying to piece this all together, bring people together. But uh, after the Super Bowl, we're going to break down the Super Bowl, maybe look back at the season and all that. And then we'll kind of move on to other sports, other topics. I have a lot of like um, current event uh, opinions uh, that are going around right now with some of the stuff in the news, uh, the, the lying manipulating media continues to do, uh, their nonsense. And I'll, and I'll point out a few examples as to how uh, they, they try to control the narrative by controlling the language, right? They control, uh, I don't mean bad, bad language. I mean, terminology. It, it's really interesting. As an example, uh, I heard this and it was quite interesting. Uh, maybe listen around a little bit more with your ears. Uh, try to try to find these little patterns. I heard uh, a, a former presidential candidate uh, talking on a podcast and he said yeah when it's a republican you hear them termed failed presidential candidate but when it's a democrat generally you hear 
former presidential candidate. So just listen, and maybe some of the conservative outlets are guilty of it too, the other way, but we all know the media is mostly slanted heavily one side. And I found that interesting because I'm always curious about uh, you know, language and just how, how something is said comes across, you, you guys in relationships know this, all right, how you say something is very, very important. You know, you can't get across the same message or whatever. So how you say something is very important. I think the media, um, I got to give them credit because they do a great job of it. They, they know how to kind of manipulate the masses, if you will. But anyway, I have a few more opinions that I will get into after the good stuff, after the football talk. Um, Valerie and I had a great weekend uh, this past weekend. Of course, worked on Saturday, uh, got off in a timely manner and went to uh, see some friends we hadn't seen in a while. Uh, some friends that are actually getting married this upcoming weekend. Uh, not a bachelor party or anything, just an opportunity to see them kind of before they've made it official, uh, even though they have already made it official because of, you know, COVID restrictions and everything last year. It's a long story. Bottom line is we have a wedding to attend this Saturday, Super Bowl Eve. So. I don't know how else to say this. It, it's going to be a long weekend. That's all I could say. It's going to take, uh, it's going to be one big party. I hope the party continues into Sunday evening. I can have a cigar and, and enjoy myself, but it's going to be a commitment this weekend. Very big commitment, tough work week. And just going to put it behind me and go into the weekend with uh, hopefully all the hope that uh, every team had back in September. And now it's down to two teams with the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, I can't wait for the weekend to get here. Just got to get through a few work days. That's all. And uh, do some podcasts and hopefully put out some content for you guys on Friday. Um, but I do want to uh, talk to some, uh, maybe some Rams fans, maybe some other just fans of the Super Bowl, uh, maybe Bill Barnes. I'm not sure. We're going to, we're working on it, guys. We're working on it. I'm, I am the, uh, the host, the, the producer, the I'm, I'm everything on this show. So sometimes it, it all falls on all the time. It falls on me and I just have to find a way to make it happen. So I don't want any pats on the back. I don't want any, any, oh, hey, you're doing fine. I, I just want to get it done. So busy life, as I'm sure all of you guys have. But you guys don't want to hear that anymore. Let's let's get away from that. Super Bowl week is here. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. Here we are, LA Rams hosting. Going to play in their white road unis, which is fine. That is fine. Tampa Bay hosted last year, chose to wear their white unis at home. So it's the NF AFC choice this year. The Bengals rightfully took the home, the uh, home uh, garments, if you will. And the Rams will be in their white with yellow pants, which is cool because that was the uni combo they wore back in uh, 2000 for the 99 season where they, um, they won uh, their first Super Bowl against the, St. Louis, excuse me, St. Louis Rams defeated the Tennessee Titans. And then it was also the same uni combo that they wore back in 1980 when they hosted, hosted the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Rose Bowl and uh, led in the fourth quarter, but uh, fell, fell apart uh, there at the end against the very talented uh, Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty that was on the, the tail end of uh, their great run. So uh, a lot of history here, of course, uh, the Rams wore the white and yellow at home already this year in the, in the season opener against the bears. Um, so I don't think it'll look that weird. I did hear that they might be switching sidelines and I, I have this, I have this thought. I, I have seen a lot of um, uh, college baseball over the years and I've been to regionals and super regionals where there's, there's multiple teams there and you have to flip a coin based who's the home team. And, and you put people in home dugouts, visiting dugouts. I'm just kind of like the host team. Okay. Baseball. I get it. Maybe rotate who's the home team. Cause the last at bats, but man, I, I know this is a neutral site technically, but if you get to the super bowl on your home venue, you should, I think they're still getting their own locker room and everything. You should get your own sideline. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I know we're all in the age of fairness and equality and, and, uh, or excuse me, equity. Uh, but Still, come on, man. If, if you get to the Super Bowl, it's just weird when you have to like go, you know, cut corners to to make sure everything is uh, is is falls in line. So that's just me. It hasn't happened before with the home team getting to the Super Bowl in their home building in fifty four of the first uh, fifty four first Super Bowls, and then it happened last year for the first time, and then 
ironically, two years in a row. So go figure. That's just crazy. So anyway, I got to talk about the Super Bowl today, upcoming. I'm not going to give a prediction. You guys know who I think is going to win. Uh, I seriously do think the Rams will win, but that also scares me to death that a lot of people are picking the Rams um, and think they're going to win. And I, I hear some people talking about blowouts. I'm like, stop it. Stop it. The Bengals beat the Chiefs. They beat Titans. They beat the Raiders. Like, stop it. Stop it. They beat the Chiefs twice, by the way. Um, so you don't know what you're going to see until that ball's kicked off. And uh, the Bengals are so hungry for their first Super Bowl championship. Uh, I saw some amazing videos of Bengals fans celebrating winning the AFC championship. I mean, guys jumping in pools, guys crying, uh, old men who were just in tears. Uh, I just, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. And I've been fortunate to see my Rams win a Super Bowl from afar in uh, that weird St. Louis, Missouri place. It would be wonderful to see the Los Angeles Rams uh, win a championship here for the city of Los Angeles, the city of angels. Um, maybe it's a time for the city of the Rams. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about previous Super Bowl experiences with the Rams and the Bengals. And then also I have a top 10 list for you guys. Look at most people start, start eating healthier in like January. Uh, not so much. And you know, I'm paying for it. It's time to uh, get back on track here. But to me, the month of January with the football weekends, they're almost it's almost an extension of the holidays. And, you know, the where you you make excuses for everything you eat in December and uh, late November, uh, Halloween, with all the candy. Oh, my goodness. It just keeps going. So uh, I got a top 10 list for you guys of Super Bowl foods like Super Bowl. You know, if you had it, if you had a choice, you'd like all these in the room with you. Maybe not all at once, but. Uh, in my experience over the years, different Super Bowl parties and things, these are some of the items that always stuck out to me as like, oh, yeah, we need that. And, and I remember our first Super Bowl uh, as a family uh, where we watched the Rams. Um, we had a, the big spread. I mean, there was a chocolate cake there. My mom, there's, there's I won't give anything away yet because I got to get to the list. But there's all kinds of good stuff. And we were like, yeah, this is a Super Bowl. We need it all. Let's get it all out there. So I got a top 10 list for you guys there. Um, I have an opinion about Super Bowl locations. Let's start with that right now. Okay. We live in this East Coast bias world. Uh, we always have, um, you know, unfortunately for them, the start times for big events are early out here for us on the West Coast because, you know, they got to get to bed and everything. And uh, it, it's unfortunate they have to watch games that start at like eight or nine o'clock at night. I've been over there for a few of those when I was traveling and stuff. It's really odd for growing up a West Coaster. Um, you know, we rotate around to different Super Bowls every year. And even looking back at the Super Bowl, previous Super Bowl list here, I'm like, wow, they played one in the, the Pontiac Silverdome in Michigan. Why? <laughs> Just like, why would they do that? I remember a few years ago, they played one in Minnesota. Um, they've played one in Detroit at the Ford Field. There, that was Jerome Bettis's first, uh, you know, or his swan song going out with a Super Bowl championship. Uh, who could forget the New York Super Bowl, technically New Jersey, with the Peyton Manning um, snap over the head and uh, the Seattle Seahawks first Super Bowl win. Uh, there's been some rather cold East Coast uh, venues. And even when the game is indoors, like Detroit or Minnesota, it's still like 10 degrees outside. And the Super Bowl, it's just this, this big event, this buildup, right? There's two weeks in between the last playoff game and this one. Uh, there is like that second week, as I mentioned, the teams come in. And, you know, you kind of need a little decent weather. Like, like you just need it. And it's, it's a first week of February. It's still cold most places. And I know this is the opportunity to be a little elitist here. But I think the Super Bowl should be limited to a handful of locations and it should just rotate uh, all, all the time. It should always rotate. And sorry if uh, rotate by, I mean, just like those five or six sites. And you know what, if, if I'm sorry, Philadelphia, you don't get to host a, a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Uh, who else is, uh, you know, Boston, you don't get to host a Super Bowl. Not that those places would, because I think there's a certain uh, restriction or, or, or level they have to have a certain amount of seats and some of those stadiums don't have the seating like i know nashville i think is too small to host the super bowl but that would be a great city 
to uh, to host the to host the Super Bowl for sure. Um, so I don't remember what the restrictions are, but it is a certain amount of seats because they want to get as many people in there as they can, paying thousands of dollars per seat. I think luxury boxes are, are like over a million. So anyway, here's here's my prop proposal. And would anyone lose sleep over this if if games were not played? You know, in a time uh, in these 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 venues at least, um, and just kind of rotate it. Okay, we know Los Angeles, the newest stadium, state of the art, uh, maybe the best in the world right now. It's it's the hot spot. I've heard parking is a nightmare and all that, but as far as the experience inside, it's L.A. Great weather. All these places, for the most part, you're gonna have great weather. Um, so Los Angeles, uh, following the next three the next three Super Bowls, this including this year are kind of on my list and they're very West coast. You got uh, Arizona uh, in, in the Phoenix area, the greater Phoenix area, great venue there, not too cold. Um, Phoenix is a great Super Bowl city uh, with that, that new uh, still, it's still pretty new that the giant toaster out there, university of Phoenix stadium. They got Westgate. It's a great open area. Um, it's used to hosting uh, a lot of people like with um, spring training and things of that nature. So I think Phoenix is an excellent place for a Super Bowl. Now that uh, Las Vegas has that brand new stadium, Vegas, baby, that's going to be a Super Bowl. I may have flipped those two. Maybe it goes Vegas next year and then Phoenix after. Either way, however it goes, Vegas, excellent, outstanding Super Bowl city. And I don't know Vegas can get cold too, but I think by February, you know, it might be a little cold or whatever, but nowhere near the snow blizzards and things that uh, are possible in other parts of the country. So I like, like Indianapolis, like, what are we doing? Come on, we can have a Super Bowl there. Come on now. Uh, these are big time cities, big time. I know very West Coast, but it works, man, for what you're doing. You don't want weather issues. You don't want extra, well, traffic, I shouldn't say traffic, but um, I come on, LA, Phoenix, Vegas. Those are three of the West Coast spots. If San Diego had a decent stadium and, uh, and, and, you know, like likely an NFL team, I, I could see them hosting. You know what? I, do I give, ah, I don't want to do this, but I got it. I'll go Bay area. Yeah. I, I'll go say I'll Santa Clara, the Bay area. You get the cold and the wind up there, but um, they've done the Super Bowl up there a few times or maybe one time. I don't know, but the Bay area, I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you the Bay area 49er fans. See, I see. I give you a little something. I give you a lot of hate, but, so that's four cities right there that are all West Coast. You're going to get pretty good weather and uh, are great cities for, for hosting a Super Bowl. So four West Coast Super Bowls. Um, sorry, Denver, you're too, you're too cold. Seattle, come on. There's elements up there. It's just, I don't know. There hasn't been many Super Bowls in bad weather. And, and I think it's because they've strategically chosen. Uh, we'll go East a little bit here. I think Dallas is is kind of you know the middle of the country uh spot to be uh, you gotta have super bowls at, at jerry's world that's just natural and, and dallas again pretty good weather can be cold but nowhere near uh, some of these other places dallas is a party uh, every time that stadium is on tv whether it's the big 12 title or super bowls or whatever uh dallas playoff losses we've seen a few of those over the years it, it just pops it's still one of the best stadiums out there and an incredible city a lot of options a lot of uh as far as dining, entertainment, all those things. So uh, Dallas for sure. And of course, Miami, Miami on the East coast, uh, the hard rock, uh, what is it? Hard rock stadium, hard rock arena, whatever, uh, an incredible venue. And Miami's a party, man. Miami's a great spot to be. You can't uh, say enough about it. I haven't spent much time over there. Would love to sometime a little humid for me, but uh, Florida seems more and more attractive uh, uh, these days. Uh, I won't go any further than that. Um, so that's pretty much, those are six venues right there that I think should be the ones that are hosting Super Bowls. Uh, some kind of ones on the outside out, I would go maybe Houston, again, a Texas city. Uh, it, I don't know, it still feels kind of like a second tier. I'm sorry, Houstoners. Uh, Houston might be a good one. Tampa Bay, which hosted last year. Jacksonville, I don't know, you just say Jacksonville and it doesn't sound interesting or important or fun, right? Jacksonville. Maybe I'm dead wrong. They have the um, the world's largest cocktail party game there, Georgia and Florida. They play in that stadium in that city every year. So maybe it can be something good. And again, it's Florida. So, you know, maybe we'll throw in all three of the Florida teams. Why not? Jacksonville, Tampa, um, closest Jacksonville's ever going to see to probably a Super Bowl. But 
Uh, sorry, I had to throw that in there. So there's a couple more. You got Houston. Okay, I'll give you that. And then do we need one more East Coast uh, other than my, well, we did the Floridas. Um, nothing else would really work. Okay, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this one. Atlanta. You could do Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, weather similar to Florida and uh, it's indoors. Um, oh, I forgot New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans has hosted a lot of Super Bowl. So there we are. We're, we're up to like 10. We're up to like 10 cities. Um, there shouldn't be any, any other than that. And for the most part, these stadiums do in fact host the Super Bowls, right? Uh, but I'm going to look at the, the, a few of the previous one, again, Minneapolis, uh, Houston's on there. Santa Clara is fine. Uh, the New Jersey one, Indianapolis, um, Detroit back in 06. I've said these already, but you guys get where I'm going. They're just, there, there should some cities just shouldn't host and, and I would like it to be like almost um, like rotate west east every year that would be awesome even though we got like three in a row here on the west coast this is how hey how it should be new stadiums get the uh, get the first first bidding I think but you should go LA okay then Dallas okay then Vegas then Miami I mean those just sound like fun right so oh man I don't even know what to say but so uh sorry midwest i love you east coast i like you <laughs> but we need super bowls in uh in a handful of cities and i added a few there just because i'm a good guy but uh new orleans could you they could use an upgrade in the uh, the superdome there but still new orleans is a hot city and a lot of fun going on so that's just my request my my venting Let's uh, let's and again for the most part I, I keep repeating myself here for the most part they do that I think Miami's Miami's hosting more Super Bowls than anybody the city of it um, uh, the Rose Bowl did a few times now they got uh, SoFi so I think for the most part they know what's best they know which cities to go to I pretty I know I just got on here and vented about pretty much the, using the stadiums that they or the cities that they already are using but. I haven't had enough coffee this morning, guys, so it might be time for a refill. Forgive me. Handful of cities. And I would be fine if it went L.A., Houston, Vegas, L.A., uh, Dallas, Arizona, L.A., you know, or something along those lines. Like Miami, L.A. should host the Super Bowl every, like, four years. And Miami should host it, like, every four years. Just my, And then you sprinkle in those other guys in there. I just think, you know, the big city – entertainment you know where i'm going so those are my thoughts with uh who should be hosting the super bowl cities and and why and i know chicago you're a great city it would be awful to host a super bowl in that city the windy city um that's just an example let's let's use our heads here and uh, you you want to limit the dome the dome aspect too i'm not thrilled with the with the way the rams put a, a roof on their uh, their stadium uh not a huge dome fan uh, it's technically outdoors, I know, and it was probably for the flight path or some of the LAX things or whatever, but still, um, yeah, less and less dome dome cities, dome stadiums, even though I threw a few on there. Well, most of them on there, huh? Vegas, Arizona, Houston, Dallas. Okay, my argument's out the window. I've done this repeated other times where I've said something and I'm like, oh, you got, never mind, you just totally contradicted yourself. Anyway, it's time for some more coffee. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, can't get enough of that stuff on a Monday morning. That is for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, where was I? Okay. So we talked about the venues. Now uh, let's talk briefly about the Bengals and the Rams upcoming. Um, their, their previous experiences in Super Bowls. We all know it was 31 years between Bengal playoff wins. And then they pieced together three in a row here in 2022. Uh, we got to look back at them being in the Super Bowl twice in the 80s. And what do you guys do? Like, when, like the Rams won the Super Bowl in 2000, but they are the 99 Rams. Because the banner hung is like 99 or 2000. So it gets a little confusing here uh, at times, but it was the 81 Bengals that advanced to the Super Bowl, which was then played in 1982 in you know, January, the following uh, month. Uh, both times the Bengals played those dreaded San Francisco 49ers. And both times, they played them in 1982 and 1989. They fell just short. Very close games, one score ball games, uh, pretty low scoring for the most part. You know, actual football games, which is nice. 
but in the first matchup with the 49ers back in uh, 82, they lost 26 to 21. And I believe, let me see here. That was Elway's, Elway's, John, 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 John Montana, John Montana's first Super Bowl with the 49ers uh, back in, uh, in 1982, I believe it was. 49ers again yeah so and then the 49ers oof, killed Denver oh well it was four Super Bowls for those Niners in those 80s so two of the victims of course were the Bengals in 82 losing 26-21 and then in 1989 uh, in a game that was played uh, in Miami great great Super Bowl city as I mentioned uh, Niners were victorious again 20 to 16 that is of course the famous drive uh, John Taylor, the Niners going all the way up the field, 90 yards or whatever. And uh, John Taylor catching that, uh, that dreaded slant that uh, Montana and all the 49ers always executed trailing 16, 13, they go all the way up the field. They break the Bengals hearts in 1989. So uh, Bengals fans got so close twice, so close and fell just short. So they, uh, those who've been around long enough to see both of those moments. And then this year in the Super Bowl, you know, they're hungry. You uh, fans desperately wanting something is one of the greatest feelings. I think out there, it, it, it goes up against um, love and all these other emotions that we experience as people. I, I think that that fanhood, the fanaticism, this loving somebody that will never love you back, that has let you down, that you can't control. They're just grown men playing a game. There's something weird about it, but there's also something really, really special about it. So the Bengals fans, uh, if my Rams weren't in it, I'd probably be pulling for you just for uh, the city of Cincinnati to to bring home a championship. But uh, I, of course, want my Rams to uh, bring home Los Angeles a championship. And I talked about last week that the Rams possibly not taking over the city, but they're starting to be this transition, this you start to see more and more. I think people have bought in people who maybe didn't have a team, people who are frustrated with their team, whatever um, have kind of bought in like, okay, the LA Rams, like, yeah, this might be for me. So all are welcome. All are welcome on board. It's not too late, not too late at all. Um, you're welcome to uh, join LA's first professional team and uh, they'll, they'll welcome you with open arms, open arms, happy, happy fanhood over here. Uh, the the Ram Ram fanhood is uh, is special in, in in a lot of ways. Special special needs maybe. No, I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get me canceled. Is that still a thing? All right. Um. So the Rams, of course, three time world champions, uh, with uh, night NFL titles in '46 and '51, as well as the Super Bowl championship in 2000. But the greatest show on turf. Um. Their that was their second Super Bowl appearance. Nineteen. 79 actually it was 1980 again the the crossover years uh it was the rams hosting the pittsburgh steelers in 1980 the very end of their dynasty and uh, the rams played it in the rose bowl jack youngblood started the game with a broken leg which is just like beyond me like what uh, he's more his name speaks for it all his name speaks for him jack youngblood but the the rams lost to the steelers in the Rose Bowl, 1980, um, you know, you, you thought maybe they'd get back. Uh, it wasn't until 1989, I think, where the Rams upset the New York Giants in the Meadowlands and then lost to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, they got close there, but it wasn't until the 99th season, after a disaster in the preseason with Trent Green going down, the new quarterback for the Rams was going to take them to the next level. He gets uh, injured in the preseason tears his ACL and this guy named Kurt Warner comes in and um, they rallied around him with 13 and three uh, were the number one seed in the NF NFC um, beat the Vikings in a shootout, then beat the uh, Tampa Bay bucks in a bloodbath, a body bag game, uh, 11 to six. Yes. That was the real score. One touchdown scored in the game. Uh, Ricky pro God bless him. Sent the Rams to uh, super bowl 34. And then, uh, they played another very physical game with the Tennessee Titans who had beaten them earlier that year. And it was the Rams who came out on top. Uh, they were winning nine, 16, nothing. And 
settled for a lot of field goals in this game. I remember getting in the red zone and, and just in enemy territory, couldn't quite uh, get over the hump, but uh, had uh, one touchdown going into uh, at halftime. They're up 16, nothing. And uh, it was Fisher, Jeff Fisher, former Rams coach who rallied his Tennessee Titans that day to tie the game at 16. And then it was Isaac Bruce catching a 80 yard pass, 75 yard pass from Kurt Warner. Um, for the game winner and then Mike Jones making the most famous tackle in Super Bowl history stopping Kevin Dyson on the one yard line as Steve McNair had really rallied that team Uh, rest in peace Steve McNair one of the true competitors of our time Tennessee gets uh, one yard short the Rams ironically their defense wins the game for them after all these uh, great moments on offense that year to win their first Super Bowl uh first time i i hugged my dad uh now not the first time but uh, one of one of those big moments um so i'm hoping we, there's another hug here in in a few days um with the Hersema men but rams won that super bowl life is good life is great dick vermeil retires um the rams uh, go on 2 years later are heavy favorites in super bowl 36 lose to this guy named tom brady his first of 7 super bowl championships first of 10 super bowl appearances and that was a heartbreaker. That was a tough one for me. The Rams were like double digit uh, favorites in the game. Um, uh, New England just beat the snot out of them for four quarters. And the Rams rallied late. Again, Ricky Prohl catches a touchdown late to tie it. And then Tom Brady does what Tom Brady did and went up the field and beat the Rams on a walk-off field goal. Adam Vinatieri. Ugh! And um that was a tough moment because I, my genius self, I, I invited a bunch of my friends over who I then realized were rooting against my team. So never again, never, never, never again will that happen. And uh, me and my dad watched the fourth quarter in our garage in this little TV to get away from everybody. And as soon as that kick went through, all, all these high school boys come storming into the garage to make fun of me. And I'm going, oh, I don't like this at all. So um, I got both moments in, in a, a matter of, of two years of a Super Bowl championship and then a, a last second Super Bowl loss. Um, and, and at the time, you're like, okay, the Rams will be back. Everybody, I think any team that loses a Super Bowl feels that way. Okay, we'll be back next year. They'll be back. And the players, just like, oh, we'll, we, we'll do it. The, LA, the, the Dodgers were famous for that, right, back in the day. Wait till next year. But things happen. There's all these changes and, uh, you know, free agency and, and it's tough to get back. I mean, you're seeing it. The, the, the chiefs, right. Fell short this year of getting to their third straight super bowl. Um, uh, you know, the, the favorites in green Bay haven't got to a super bowl in a long time. Dallas, we keep talking about them. They're pretenders, but uh, you know, it's very, very difficult. So you got to embrace it while it's here. And um, I thought the Rams would be back in a super bowl um, after that loss to the Patriots. And of course the Patriots went on their run of three, three and four years. And then, uh, you know, seven in the, in the last, uh, whatever that was Rams get to the Super Bowl again in 2017, 2018, excuse me, 2019, 2018 season. And they got to go back against that guy, Tom Brady again. And, um, he wins his sixth Super Bowl with new England and beats the Rams again in an ugly game, 13 to three. Um, and again, you thought, okay, they got there. This is the step the Rams will get back. And now they are back in their home stadium with an opportunity of a lifetime. And can they win over the city? I think I heard a podcast. A guy was talking about how you kind of win people over. You win people over by, uh, by being attractive, right? Your, your style of play. It could be your stadium. Um, always got to be competitive, right? Because you have those things and nothing else. Um, then it's worthless. So when people over to win back, win back some fans, maybe who you had before, or even to win over some new fans, you got to win and, and not just win games, win playoff games, and then not just get to Super Bowls, but win Super Bowls. So I am confident sitting here that this Rams team will be back in a Super Bowl. I hope in my, in my, uh, lifetime well in this this time that they're in right with Stafford and Aaron Donald I I would think those guys could get back to another one but there's no guarantees so you gotta enjoy this one now and uh and get to it get get to get to that victory because 
I don't know if I can deal with another Super Bowl. <laughs> I just don't know. And I know a lot of people out there are like, well, at least your team is in it. You got the opportunity. Yeah, that's always great. I remember hearing that as a kid. At least you guys got to the championship game. We didn't lose many championship games, by the way. But, but you know, when you did get there, it is, it is special and meaningful to get there. The Buffalo Bills, four straight Super Bowl appearances. That means something. It's unfortunate they couldn't get uh, one victory in there, but still to get there, to get to be recent, to again, recent relevance, to have an opportunity to win a championship says something about your organization. So uh, Rams get it done either way. Someone's going to be um, celebrating a first, uh, an LA Rams first championship or a Cincinnati Bengals first ch- uh, championship. I should say first Super Bowl, not first championship of, as I mentioned, uh, of course, before uh, St. Louis Rams, have won the Super Bowl, but not the LA Rams. So here we are. Uh, the game is upon us. Now I can't wait. Now I start to get nervous. Last week I was happy, enjoying myself. Oh, okay, yeah, everything's good. Um, Sunday was weird. Uh, Valerie and I had a lunch at a nice spot, and the Pro Bowl is on. And I'm like, this is the worst display of football I've ever seen in my life. So hard to watch. Uh, just like this isn't even this isn't real. Uh, I, I don't like All Star games. I, I don't. Uh, the the MLB one is hands down the best one. Um, but the other ones, basketball, football, that's just, uh, this is a joke. Uh, even hockey is the, what are the scores like 15 to 14 or something. So anyway, um, <sighs> hype week is over and it's, it's time to get down to it. LA Rams, his Super Bowl history, Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl history. Someone's got to win this thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pulling for my Rams. I know a lot, a lot of Rams haters out there who are going to laugh so hard at me if the Rams lose a Super Bowl again. And what can I say? What am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to cry? Am I supposed to, don't hurt my feelings. Don't, don't talk about my team. Life goes on. The life would go on much sweeter with a Super Bowl championship. Come on, Rams. Come on, LA Rams. Come through for me. I need you. Make my life better. <laughs> I learned long ago not to get, well, I say this as a, as a lunatic, not to get too high or too low on wins and losses, but you just do. If you're, if you're, if you're passionate about something, you just, you fall into it. You fall into the drama, the hype, the, it's just hard not to, if you're truly invested in a team. And I'm more invested now than I ever have been with their return to Los Angeles, where uh, so much history has been made. And of course, the Super Bowl Jeopardy guys out there will, will constantly talk about, oh, they never won a Super Bowl in LA. <laughs> Talking heads drives me crazy. All right. Um, just a few things I want to hit real quick before I, I finish the show today with my top 10 uh, Super Bowl foods that, that, you know, we talked about Christmas foods a few months ago. And, uh, I gotta tell you, I got a nice list here. Um, very, very hungry right now, uh, looking at this list for, uh, some Super Bowl goodies, Super Bowl foods out there. And I don't know how to make them all fancier and everything, but I just write down in general, in general, and you can play with these foods, uh, in different ways. Okay. A few little quick hitters here. I'll try to just bounce around the things that have happened the past week or so. Um, you know, the, I don't think there's anyone more left than uh, Bill Maher, the late night uh, comedy host who hosts, um, what's his show called? Real Time with Bill Maher on HBO, Friday nights. He keeps having these, uh, these rants uh, about, uh, you know, COVID and the restrictions and like moving on. He, he actually is speaking. It's crazy to hear because he's so extreme left on so many other issues. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not a huge uh, fan of his, but he's making make he's making more and more sense. I will say uh, his his audience is applauding him when he says it's time to drop some of these restrictions. And uh, I, I I give him a lot of credit because he still hammers Republicans, conservatives, and things. But he's he's not afraid to call out the hypocrisy of the left of of the, the mayors of our cities who are going maskless of. Uh, uh, Stacey Abrams uh, going maskless in a photo with 20 kids behind her who are wearing masks. It's just like, he's over it. He understands that first of all, for people that like, no, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep going with this stuff. 
Let me ask you a question. What is the end result here? Because COVID zero, that's not never going to happen. That's, that's impossible. That's always going to be out there. Or it's, it, there's going to be different variants. It's just going to, this idea that something is just going to go away if we just lock down harder, keep masking, keep, look at, if there's people who are vulnerable, 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 they need to, of course, take precautions, take precautions. But for the majority of people who get through this thing, and, and the majority of people who are not at risk, it's time to get back to life. It's time to get the economy going. Let's get back to work for sure. Still see jobs, trabajos everywhere, right? I mean, they're paying fast food workers like $18, $19 an hour now. I was like, wow, that's that's pretty darn good. If you're a high school kid right now or uh, someone in college, man, I would say if I, if I was you uh, right now, I'd get a couple of jobs. Get a couple of jobs and rack up some money, man. You can rack up all kinds of money if you're willing to put in some time and work, uh, work a couple of jobs. You know, what else are you going to do? Sit on your couch with mom and dad kind of around? Like, man, I would, I would certainly go do that. Uh, make, make up some money. Anyway, um, some of the hypocrisy that I've seen in, in the media. Again, Bill Maher, props to him. Don't, I don't like him very much, but um, it's interesting. He can, if you wonder if a guy who's that far left is starting to come to the center, at least on, on some issues, would he ever change his voting habits? Would he still, or will he still continue to vote for uh, things that hurt him uh, for policies that hurt him and, and the people around him? It's, it's just food for thought. I don't want to get into too much of it. Um, Gina Carano and Whoopi Goldberg. Think of those two scenarios. I know you guys have heard what uh, Whoopi said, what Gina Carano uh, said. They're both being treated very differently. Um, Gina Carano was canceled immediately and Whoopi Goldberg gets two weeks paid vacation. Some people are defending her. It's just interesting when you lean one way or another uh, politically, how you're treated uh, by media, by um, uh, companies, you know, Disney company, of course, and just, I think we're getting way too caught up here in, in cancel culture. Everything's offensive. Everything else, everybody says, and there's people that put their foot in their mouth. But come on, man, like we're putting too much effort into canceling people. And, uh, I'll, you know, I'll say it. What, what's the uh, censoring people? Can we just live our lives and like make our own, make your own decisions is where I'm kind of like a libertarian almost like just live your life. Okay. You don't like what someone said. Don't listen to them. I don't watch the view. I don't watch. I don't watch that. Oh, it's not even a television show. Those old evil women, most of them. I don't watch that stuff. So I don't, but I'm not like sitting here making a sign. Let me, how can I protest the view today? You know, how can I cancel the view today? You people need to get a life. That's an example. There's other, you know, people right after Joe Rogan and other, other platforms. Now you're, you are spreading disinformation. When they say you're spreading misinformation, they never go. This is another back to the language thing with the left and everything. They never go into specifics. Do you, do you realize that there's never, there's never examples Broad generalizations without examples are meaningless. I'll give you a few. I'll give you a few from um, from where I said they said forever. Well, masks masks will work. Mass, they clearly don't work. Well, if you get the vaccine, you know uh, you can't get COVID. Well, that's wrong. We can't spread COVID. Well, well, that's wrong. Everything they've said has this wasn't in a lab. Well, that's been wrong. Every I don't care where, where you vote, where you where you stand. You got to at least start to be suspicious when everything they said has been pretty much wrong. And they're purposely going after people who are having contradicting opinions of them. Don't you find that odd? Does nobody else find that odd? Look, at, I know we got to have a certain amount of censorship. You can't say certain words on television. You can't have certain subject matter. But my goodness, someone's sitting there and talking with a doctor who I thought we were supposed to worship and praise, who has a different opinion about the way things go now that's evil that's misinformation what 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 misinformation because to me the misinformation has only been coming from one side of the aisle one side of the you know some people demand demand that you get in line and follow orders but things have not anyway Try not to go too COVID heavy, heavy here. I think everyone's over it and ready to move on. And there's a certain amount of people who are like, well, people are dying. Yes, people are dying. People are dying. Okay. And, and there's a lot more people dying 
from other things as a result of our lockdown, suicides, depression, all these things. You got to make your decision what's best for you, your family, and live your life. And if you want to stay indoors and uh, disinfect your groceries and wear a mask, well, that's your freedom to do so. You want to take four vaccines? Go ahead. There's no, do you. But this, here's my other thing. Mask thing, let's go into this real quick. This has been said repeatedly, but I got to say it now. This love affair with other people wearing their masks. And again, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I, I comply. I, I'm, I'll, I go through the motions. I play the, 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 the theater that is wear a mask as you enter a restaurant and then take it off when you sit down because you're safe. Um, it's not so much being safe when you're sitting, seating. It's a lot of these things you have to do just because, you know, they post the signs. CDC require, people are trying to stay in business. I get it. Um, but anyway, if masks work, if they work, why do you care if the person next to you is wearing one, if you're wearing one? Why? If your mask works and protects you, well, I want them to protect the person who's not also wearing a mask or is wearing a mask. We have to start thinking clearly here. Which one is it? If, if masks work, oh, that's fine. If there's science behind that, okay, okay, okay fine. But... The recent studies, the CDC says 75% of deaths of the vaccinated were with people of at least four comorbidities is the term. Other underlying health conditions, a lot of people older. I have sympathy forever. I look at my, my mom passed away at an early age. I lost my grandparents. I mean, I, I think it's awful if someone uh, dies of this illness, this virus. But I think it has less to do with the virus and other issues in general, for the most part, for 90 plus percent of us. Um, what was I going to say? Did lockdowns work? Um, oh, who was the study? I'm so sorry. Should have had this. I like having information ready, ready beforehand. Um, Johns Hopkins, that, that study that came out talking about uh, lock, how much lockdowns worked or not. But again, the mask thing. I, I don't like that Garcetti and Newsom didn't and London Breed uh, didn't. You know, we're at the game two weeks ago here in LA, not wearing masks. It's very hypocritical, but it, it's more than that. It's just that they're not afraid of the thing. And Garcetti saying, "Oh, I held my breath during the photo." I got tell I got some words that I want to tell you that I'm not going to say on this podcast. That should tell you. That's a that's a lot. That is such. The moment those words came out of his mouth, I said, okay, we're, we're, we all need to be done with this. Whether, whether you are the leftist Democrat in the, on the planet, you have to see through this stuff. He literally said, I held my breath during the photo without my mask, so I was safe. When you start to run out of lies, they start to sound more and more ridiculous. So we have to, we have to stop this stuff. If you want to wear a mask, I got no issue with I mean, wear a mask, do it. But don't tell me that by wearing a mask, what it is, is it's control. It's getting everyone to do it because then other people might not do it. And then it, it's like, ugh. God bless the Canada truckers. I know they're being painted as like terrorists and Nazis and this and that. Uh, but I think, again, media coverage is everything. Um, they seem to be doing a good thing. A lot of them are vaccinated. They want freedom. They want the mandates to stop Justin Trudeau. My God, you are a coward. You are a coward, coward, coward. You are a scared leader. You are the most scared uh, leader I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you know, talking about the views of the Canadian truckers and uh, they, they, they can't have these, these views. Why, why don't you go paint some more blackface on yourself that, uh, you know, or, or take, you, you, you paint, painted blackface on yourself years ago and then you go take knees with the, the BLM. Uh, protests, but the trucker peaceful protests. No, no, no. They're the evil ones. Got me guys worked up here. I'm trying to be happy for a Super Bowl, but here I am. Okay. Let's move on from this or I'm going to start to lose my mind. Um, oh, like the mask thing, for instance. You notice the media, they, always, they would always go after Repu a Republican doesn't wear their mask. Hey, why are you not wearing it? This is from the media. But God forbid, if a, if a 
um, Democrat Democrat isn't wearing one. Well, they have a reason. They're they're public speaking or they're again. If you just got to pay attention, I don't care. Democrat, Republican, Independent, Left, Right. I don't care. Well, let's let's look at hypocrisy where it's at. Let's let's start to pay attention. Left wing left wing protests, they're heroic and brave. Right wing protests, terrorism, evil. Censor them. When is enough enough? When's the breaking point? When are people going to stop trying to control our lives? Anyway, um, I truly believe some people want more crime in this country. There's a, a spike in murder in every major city in this country, especially in places like New York and L.A. Uh, a few cops were killed in New York a few weeks ago. More police have been shot and killed. Uh, the past a uh, year or so than a long than it has in a long time, uh, and of course, of course, it's it's not. It has nothing to do, nothing to do with the soft on crime approach, with zero bail policies, with letting people out, uh, you know, out out of jail, uh, you know, catch and release, what, whatever you want to call it. it, has nothing to do with any of that, and and the constant defund the police, they're evil. It has nothing to do with uh, certain policies from a certain party. Certain practices. No, 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 no. It's the evil guns. The evil guns that have. We, we need to stop gun sales. Chicago. Strictest gun policies in the country. Worst in, worst in uh, murder, shootings. It's a war zone. Kids are dying over there. Minorities dying over there. People don't care. Because it doesn't fit a narrative. But Biden and the new mayor, Eric Adams, they talk about we need to reimagine. I don't want reimagine. That's another fancy word everybody uses. Reimagine. I like old fashioned. That's me. Old fashioned. I'm getting off on a tangent here. You see what you guys do to me on a Monday? When is enough enough? That's all I'm saying. I, I truly believe. Who, who is it that's trying to fire nurses, military, uh, police officers, fire, firefighters. Who is it that is in favor of that? All these mandates. I think, I think one side of the aisle actually hates these people. They pretend they don't. No, they're heroes. They're heroes. But, but now they're not. They, they're evil. They, they're not there. They're not doing what we say. Police have a target on their back. Nurses are no longer uh, mean anything because they, they won't partake in a practice they don't believe in. LAPD now will limit minor traffic stops to eliminate bias. What in the hell does that mean? To eliminate George Gascon. There's a, there's a real, this person wants chaos. I, sorry, I called him a person. George Gascon, the, the violence we've seen in LA, I talked about the Super Bowl and everything in LA. Um, they're cleaning it up a little bit. And then as soon as the Super Bowl's over, it'll, it'll go to hell again. What do all these leaders have in common? Do you guys know? I bet you could figure it out. Mayors in these big cities, they all got one thing in common. Certain letter by their name. That could be it. And again, I don't care. I don't care who you are. Whether what party you're affiliated with. But let's start, I mean, let's start to open our eyes a little bit. Let's look, come on, a little bit. Like, just, oh, no, it's nothing to do with the soft on crime approach. We need, okay. Where do I go from here? Uh, okay. Two more things before I jump into little food, little food, uh, food finish here. Um, have you guys seen this? We're in this age. First of all, kids are in masks at school all the time. I drive by these high schools now. And I guess the PE period, every time I drive by these schools, it's just kids walking around a track, looking at their phones with masks on outdoors. I don't know where it is in other parts of the country, but that's what PE is now. And I don't know what happened there. Like maybe someone in the teaching profession can fill me in. Uh, maybe is it worrying about uh, someone 
I don't know, getting too exhausted or so. I don't know what it is. I just don't see how walking the track when you're a 16 year old is going to be considered uh, physical, physical education. But that's just me. I've noticed that a few times I've driven by uh, high schools. Um, let me see. I found that uh, pretty funny. And then um, the, the last thing, oversharing. We love to overshare, don't we? I know I have a podcast and you're like, well, you in here verbally spewing into a microphone. I, I know I get it. But have you seen <laughs> everybody's brave now? Everyone's brave and, and uh, you know, their journey is heroic. Have you seen these people who, who get COVID and they just they post all about their experience? I mean, all about it. And it's not someone talking to them about their experience. It's like them showing themselves bunkered in a room. This look at here's what I'm doing. I miss the old days when people like get sick and like keep it to themselves and just kind of, all right, stay in bed a few days and hopefully get better. But now it's this big, like we have to share with the world and like, here's my, here's my truth. Here's my story. Maybe I'm just, I need to start bringing people on to talk to you. Cause I just feel like I, I vent to you guys and I'm this extremist. I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm the crazy one. Matt, you got to adapt. It's 2022. Go on Instagram. You go on Facebook. These are poisonous sites too. I know I shouldn't go on them. But yeah, you just see people like documenting for their document, for their COVID documentary. Here's what, here's how I struggle through this. I'm going to survive this. Okay, guys, one more time for the people in the back of the room yelling at me. I try not to make a mockery of this stuff. I know people have died. But when I see, especially young people, young, healthy people doing this stuff, like, what are you doing? What are we doing? We need better hobbies or something. All right, I've talked long enough. You guys don't care. You guys have probably turned this off now. Let's get to the, 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 the top 10 Super Bowl foods to look forward to this weekend uh, in any, well, I'll, I'm going to put them in a 10 order, but you guys can do whatever you want with it. Let me tell you that the how and why of the Super Bowl top 10 food list. All right, at number 10, chips and salsa and guac. You got to have that out. You got to have a mild and a medium and a hot sauce, right? Uh, Queso is really good too. I'll throw that in there. But you got to have the guac. Valerie makes incredible, 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 incredible guacamole. Um, good guac is just, there's lots of it. And it's perfect for kind of when you're, you're, you're munching uh, while you're having a, having a beverage or, or playing um playing catch out in the, the backyard or something, warming up for the game, just kind of starting the conversations off with some chips and guac, chips and salsa. Ooh, money. Uh, and number nine, uh, meatballs. Look at these can be uh, sweet, sweet meatballs. These can be Italian with like a heavy sauce on them, but you throw some in a crock pot. You throw them on a plate with some, some, uh, what are these called? My goodness. Toothpicks and everything. Ooh, just a, a nice, 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 uh, little something, little meat, like get you going. You don't want to get too much bread or whatever, too, uh, too many carbs, meatballs, man. Uh, they, you'll, you'll eat a lot of them just cause they're so small. They're so simple. Um, you can spice them up, make them look nicer or whatever, but meatballs way to go, way to go for, uh, for a Super Bowl appetizers. If you will, I said here at number eight, I said cheese sticks, like mozzarella sticks would be good. Um, uh, who was it? The TGA Fridays, I think has like a frozen, um, a frozen food section cheese stick kind of thing. Uh, one thing Valerie has done in, in recent uh, games is she has like these cupcake trays that she'll like fry cheese in. I know it, you guys can tell by, by looking at me, you're like, all right, Matt, it's time to make some better decisions. But we're talking football and food here. So any type of cheese stick, fried cheese, um, it, it's always, you can't go wrong there. Always money. And, and no matter how you do it, um, what are those called in like the Midwest? Um, curds cheese curds that's a oh that's you'd be in the midwest uh, you can tell that's why a lot of people there are how they are because i got cheese curds those are those are excellent so they're like little mini uh fried cheese sticks so can't go wrong with with the cheese sticks and number seven potato wedges yes potato wedges with some sour cream some uh, chives some bacon bits they're pretty much fancy fries but uh potato wedges um whether it's the full whether they're cut in kind of like fry pieces thick fries or uh, or, uh, in the round shape, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but 
uh, potato wedges that you, again, you can get some in the fr frozen food aisle as well. Just heat them up. Those go uh, excellent with maybe a meatball. You know, you kind of mix it up, kind of combine, combine these things at the same time. Really, really good. And number six, one of my personal favorites, something I get mocked for repeatedly. I don't care. Pizza rolls, pizza rolls. I know they're like a 12 year old's dream for a 12 year old boy, like, oh, appetizers. I'm sorry, pizza rolls, they just do it for me. I could eat a whole bag of those things while watching a football game, a little ranch dressing. Let's make lots of pizza rolls. Come on, two, two, three bags of those. Let's get them out. Everyone loves a pizza roll. They say and tease. They're like, come on, a pizza roll, what's wrong with you? But then you partake a little bit. You have a few pizza rolls, probably my favorite. And they should have been higher on the list here, but uh, there were some other big menu items here on that I wanted to push towards the top five but pizza rolls ooh, we haven't had some all year really it might be time for sunday guys yeah we're going pizza rolls uh number five nachos i know hey said chips and salsa but nachos a lot of cheese on there you can load them up with some meat chicken in there if you want uh, again sour cream cream and guac but nachos you put a huge plate of nachos out on a table in front of a bunch of football fans they it, it does not last very long and people you know the the old rule the old adage if if the cheese is connecting multiple chips that's one nacho that is all yours you don't you don't break that apart that is that is all yours whatever it connects three four chips that's one nacho guys so nachos can't go wrong there number four i know i said that a billion times can't go wrong none of this you can go wrong with number four a hersen man favorite shrimp cocktail this is like uh i won't say a good luck charm but something we are firm believers in because again protein fish probably better for you a little cocktail sauce that's fine but shrimp and lots of it on the table during a ball game just a good like nervous nervous eating food it, it brings you down a little bit because it's got that unique flavor it's not hot it's a cold dish right um it takes a little work by by peeling you know just make sure you don't eat the tail and and pushing all the shrimp out of the tail as you eat it so for me, it, it, it's the calm down of the, uh, it's the biggest calm down food you can have during Super Bowl Sunday or any football game for that matter. At number three, the OG, the fan favorite, I got to imagine is pizza. You can, I mean, pizza, you get a huge one, a um, couple of different options, right? Maybe some people bring multiple pizza boxes. A few weeks ago, we did it. The, the big one, which is about as big as this table from uh, Mike's Pizza, who used to be the pizza company that would uh, serve the carry league circus all those years. So, uh, you know, they got, they got good stuff, but pizza is probably the number one uh, food item on Super Bowl Sunday. Specifically, I've heard that uh, it's the busiest day for pizza delivery and all these uh, companies and things. They have so many, uh, so many orders that sometimes they can get uh, up to one or well, always one hour, but like two hour wait a couple of years ago, we got some food. We got some pizza early. We went and, and bought a few at like, I don't know, 11 in the morning just to have them for the game later. And that was a great idea. So pizza, excellent, excellent choice. At number two, I went big sandwich. Capri Deli right around the corner here has a foot long, excuse me, not a foot long, a yardstick. Um, it serves, you know, a lot of people, they have a different tray. I think you, you put out a big sandwich somewhere uh, that just says, okay, we're, we're, this is a party. This is business here. You got the big sandwich. Again, Capri Deli is uh, among the best, but uh, there's many other options. To me, it just says, "All right, it's time to party." You got you got yourselves a big sandwich. And number one on the Super Bowl menu food item. Keep in mind, we're not having all these this week. Uh, I'm just saying these are some good ones and why they're good. Number one, it's a football game. It's a Super Bowl. You can't have a football game Super Bowl without chicken wings. You got to have chicken wings. Different flavors. Some of you are hot buffalo guys. Some of you are maybe honey barbecue guys. Some of you are, uh, I don't know, lemon, uh, Parmesan, uh, Wingstop is great. We've gotten a few good chicken wing. Again, frozen food aisles kind of got all this, all this stuff, which isn't great for you, but none of this stuff's great for you. Anyway, a uh, lot of good stuff. A lot of good options there. Chicken wings for the Super Bowl. Uh, those are just my thoughts on a menu, really. An all-time football Super Bowl menu that I think uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed and can maybe comment on. Maybe you guys have some of your favorite items that you uh, you guys have every Super Bowl or whatever. I, I'd be curious to hear. So any topics, any comments, you want to send in a prediction, I don't care. Send me uh, your thoughts, guys. I'm always enjoy 
interaction with the fans. I haven't had much of it here since the real Hondo football season ended, but I, I do miss hearing from you guys. So shoot me an email, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com or reach out through the various social media platforms that you guys are well aware of. If you haven't done so already, uh, give us a, a rating and a review of the podcast, whether on YouTube or Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, that will definitely help uh, keep things in motion here. And again, I don't know who's going to be on the show on Friday. I might have a couple people. Maybe it'll just be me. I don't know. I am trying to, to piece this together. It is only Monday, at least for me, Tuesday for you guys listening to this. Um, I'll try to put something together here and uh, keep you posted through social media. Keep always keep an eye out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however you follow us. Um, we will always have more and more information there. Uh, it's the U.S. Uh, U.S. Olympics. It's the Olympics right now. A lot of mixed emotions going on about uh, should we watch, should we not watch. Uh, again, Robbie Burns, the snowboarder we had on a few weeks ago. Um, keep an eye out for him as he um, is competing for the first time in the Olympics. Couldn't be prouder of him. So uh, keep an eye out for Robbie Burns on the snowboarding. What would that be? Slopes? Are they the slopes? Snow slopes? I don't know. I don't know what the terms are. Um, I'll, I'll be watching the USA hockey team a, a time or two here. But other than that, Winter Olympics aren't, aren't all that exciting for me, but I will tune in to check out Robbie Burns and, of course, the U.S. hockey team, uh, men's and women's. So those are just a few items here for the future. But, guys, thanks for joining me today. I know uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, are, they're a little different, a little different show. But I, I do see how many of you guys listen, and I appreciate uh, those that do our continued loyal, loyal people to the podcast. And I know I went off on a tangent today. I'm not trying to uh, offend anybody, but it feels like, everyone's offended these days just with everything. So, uh, you just, I just, I got to speak my mind sometimes. And I know I was vague and didn't get into it too much, but maybe I will in the future, but until then guys, enjoy your week. Super Bowl week is here. All the different storylines, the hype, the, the randomness that is LA versus Cincinnati, Super Bowl 56 here in Inglewood, California. I can't think of a, a better, uh, a better week and a better, uh, man, a better, ending to the NFL season and a Rams victory in Super Bowl 56 praying, hoping, but I also understand there's another good team across the field. So guys, enjoy the week, enjoy the Super Bowl, enjoy your food shopping for the Super Bowl. Now that you have your top 10 list of good foods to enjoy during the big game and guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Oh.